How's it been? Looking at the computer. <laughs> you know my nerves. <laughs> if it sounds different up in here, up in here, it's because we are together. Together. <laughs> Each moment with you is just like a dream to me. Oh, you make a motherfucker wanna sing. <laughs> I was like, but I was like, this is too much. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> yes, so we are here in the same building doing a recording of this particular episode of the Broke Black Bushy podcast. And that's really amazing because we've been doing these conversations with you all, having various different audio issues or just tapping into making sure that you can be able to hear us in the conversations that we're having. Um, one or the other, one's on the phone, one's on FaceTime, one's on Zoom. And, you know, we're going to move forward and make sure that these episodes are quality, um, that you can be able to hear, you know, tap into the discussions that we have with minimal distractions. You know, we ain't got all the stellar studio shit and stuff like that. But listen, though, (laughs) when we grow, you grow with us. (laughs) When we grow, you grow. And that's what Frank fuck. (laughs) I said Frank fuck. I meant Frank. (laughs) (laughs) I meant Frank for. Frank for. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so with that being said, Toya's looking at her computer and I'm over here being depressed because it's fucking raining <laughs> and the sun is not out and I've spent a lot of time inside, you know. <laughs> inside. <laughs> inside. <laughs> like, no, it has not been fucking fun. But in the moments that I have went out, I just went back. I wish that I was able to explore more. But given the job that I had earlier in the year, there were so many limitations on me being able to be outside. And so I'm just thinking a lot about how that has shifted, you know, my perspective on stuff. But I'm very grateful that, you know, I could be able to do and build and do all I need to so that I could be outside as much as I want in the upcoming months and... You know, spread my wings, fly away to a place that I long for. <laughs> Sending it through the girl of my motherfucker. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you can't, because you could feel it, I can't feel it. All right, that's it. Just feel me like that. So, with you saying, you know, how you feel with the weather changing, mm-hmm. what do you wish you could have done better? or differently this past summer? Well, being that, you know, I quit. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you laughing at that? A couple of jobs. (laughs) It's all right. Over the course. A little razzle-dazzle, it's all right. razzle-dazzle, yeah. Quit a couple of jobs um, this year. I just wish I would have created a plan to leave sooner. Mm. Because like I said, you know, I felt like I lost a lot of time. A lot of time. And I wish I could have, you know, prepared myself sooner for my next steps because it would have been so much easier for me to transition and just think about what I've been missing. And the pandemic has shown me, like, girl, you've been missing out on a lot. <laughs> Not just a little, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're so annoying. With the ha. <laughs> so basically- <laughs> 
fucking around yeah. with them jobs and shit. Listen, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lit situation here. <laughs> uh, but, uh, so do you think, like, your time was truly wasted with those two positions that you let go? I don't think my time was truly wasted. I think that... Truly, truly wasted? No, because I gained a skill that helped me be able to position myself with a better opportunity, right? Yeah. And I've grown from that position, but I also recognize the things that I don't want, don't desire, will never want to experience again. Right. Don't be in the dirt. Okay? Okay. <laughs> All right, because right. I, I refuse. I refuse. <laughs> To, to, I refuse to stay in this. <laughs> if I got a leg and plead for my humanity, I said, stop, motherfucker. You don't mean that much to me. <laughs> Shit. A nigga not going back. Not going back. Because you know Because <laughs> I will let you go. Let you go. Hey. A nigga not going back, baby, baby. <laughs> I heard a crime man. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Don't say half it's half a man with no sense of pride. Mm-mm. Okay, because I feel like you got some pride if you walk up through it before you walk out my line. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, this is not <laughs> the broke black bougie <laughs> music show. This is <laughs> The Broke Black Blue Podcast. Just like, just like in the mood. Yeah, so, you know, it just... I've learned a lot, and I'm very grateful for what I've learned mm-hmm. and where I am. Right. Just like you said, just taking those skills that you learned from those two previous positions to to now. Well, I mean, the second one was, was about two weeks. You still... I've been about an hour. I said, hell no. You know, sometimes you walk into a space and you just, you know, you right, know off, away, off the, off, right away. The, like, when I said a spirit was on me, like, leave. Yeah. Leave. It yeah. was on me, like, leave. Yeah. Okay? Like, you just, sometimes you feel the energy of a space and know that you are not meant to be there. You just hear a, 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 a sound, a, you know, a calling, a, whether, you, whoever you think speaking to you. Right. For me, I knew it was my ancestors and, and, and that God. God. Say it. Say it. Walk away. <laughs> you know what the... I'm done. I'm done. I don't do this right now. <laughs> Yo, we give you a lot of movie references in, 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 in culture right now. Just so you know. Period. But, um, you know, the ironic thing what you said... You felt something mm-hmm. that told you you needed to walk away. Mm-hmm. I think about for those of us who don't have the opportunity to walk away, yeah. and who truly stay in positions that are truly not benefiting us as a hu- as a whole being. Mm-hmm. And what becomes so depressing, in a sense, that we we know someone very. Specifically, <laughs> that has dealt with this for years. But yet, what would make a person walk away? You know, like you said, you know for you knew for a fact that it was something that was that was that mm-hmm. you put in the spirit that you were supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. But yet, for those of us who are in positions as as we speak right now, that feel like yo, like I don't, I don't, I don't fit here. Yeah, no, this no, is not no, benefiting no, here. No, 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 no,
we're not fitting here. Yeah. How do we how do we truly transition out of that? A lot of us ain't brave enough to just walk away after two weeks. I knew that there was something else in store for me because how rigorous it was mm-hmm. for me to look at different jobs. I interviewed some jobs. I said, oh, yeah, this shit is perfect. Baby girl, you're worth it. <laughs> you know, that's how I was telling myself. And then it was like, oh, declined. You, you don't, you don't, you've made it, but we don't want you. Mm-hmm. Then interview, interview when I felt like when I went into the interview for the job that I had now, I was like, yo, it just felt so right. And so when I got the call back that they wanted me, I was like, I'm fucking honored. Hell fucking yeah. And I could have stayed at both positions, but for my sanity, mm-hmm. what am I chasing? You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I could still do and reach my goals with this job. And so I'm, I'm grateful for that. But Let's get into to this. Let's get we want to talk it. about roles. Let's get into it. Um, we've been having a few conversations about what it means to be in different positions and roles, right? Not, I'm not talking about just a job, but talking about the roles in which we play, right, within our lives as black women. And I think this is such a crucial time because, you know, I know the song is Who Run the World, Girls, but who really run the world is black women. <laughs> okay? Say that, please. All right. And for such a community that is so powerful and fucking magical and just existing and thriving, even through all of the bullshit that exists in our lives, I think we have to have a crucial conversation about the different roles we have to show up for. Yeah. Willingly and unwillingly in our life. From child. As a child, at our child age, mm-hmm. to all the way up to adulthood. And so today, we're going to have a candid conversation about the roles that we play. But before we do that, we want to welcome you to another episode of the Broke Like Bougie podcast where we create candid conversations about life, money, and wellness for young black women. And it's relatable because we've all been there. Women have it to make it on less than our worth. We do it while studying trans, spreading black assets, and ultimately busting our tails to live our best life. You ready to get into the politicking segment? I'm ready. Show you right. Show you right. This politicking segment, we're going to lead with talking about the roles we play as black women, the different roles we play. There are various roles that we're going to have a discussion about that we know that can be very relatable. Some of you might know it. Some of you might know of someone who plays these roles in your life, but really just unpacking why these roles may exist, how these roles affect us, right, Mm -hmm. especially as we... Um, enter into adulthood or some of the experiences we have as children and you know how can we navigate it so without further ado Toya let me know (laughs) stop you did like an old 60s thing yes you did Mm -hmm. thought about uh, Tina Turner (laughs) rolling 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 on a river Y'all should see how ugly this is my face when I did that. That's why I turned away from you. Do that. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all stop talking to me. Okay. Okay. That's why I turned away from you. But anyway, (laughs) so back to the back to the discussion at hand. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't don't back again. All right. All right. right. I knew you were gonna say something. (laughs) But um, 
just think about the roles that we play as as black women. Um, a lot of these roles we are not certified for. <laughs> can we can we speak on some of but those? But we roles? overqualified but for. Man, listen. Thank you. Not certified for, but we are definitely overqualified for. Um, I think about a lot of the roles that I've seen women in my family play. Mm-hmm. Um, let me just speak about myself. <laughs> um, speak on me. Um, speak on I me. have played the role as, of course, a sister, mm-hmm. biologically. Mm-hmm. Um, even if we weren't sisters, uh, somebody who's a close friend of mine, sister, mm-hmm. you know, with the A at the sister. end. Sister! Or you, if you want to get fancy, A-H at the end. Um, <laughs> sister! Exactly. Uh, but I've also played provider mm-hmm. on more than one occasion. Mm-hmm. I've also played the confidant. I've played the therapist. I've played the father figure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in some of these positions that I've, some of these positions that I quote-unquote hold, some of this stuff was unwanted. Mm-hmm. If somebody wasn't stepping in to play their part, for instance, a father, me being, quote unquote, the older sibling, I stepped in into that father role in certain situations to to help, whether mm-hmm. it be putting, quote unquote, food in the house, whether it be making sure, you know, when you were in school, you know, both high school and college, making sure you had the things uh, necessary to, to, to move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, it's unfortunate, you know, because that individual is present, but yet is not showing up when needed. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so it, <clears throat> I can go on and on about different situations, but that right there, I just kind of, you know, give you my, my experience from where I played into um, my roles as a black woman. How about yourself? I want to piggyback off of, you know, what are the things that you pointed to with, with the father role and just unpack that a little bit further because sometimes people think that you having a parent in the household or mm-hmm. two parents in the household, mm-hmm. let me say that, my mother and a father right represents you're the perfect household like you guys are special or you got both parents in the house so that means that you don't have you know certain issues right and let me be very clear there are people who have two parents in the house who don't have a mother and a father it's a father and a father and a mother and a mother mm-hmm. and that's perfectly right. fine right? right we recognize that <laughs> right. There are different experiences that people have in their household, and it's just not based on having a woman and a man in the house. Right. But for our situation, it was, you know, a a father and a mother, and it was almost kind of like, especially in our community, an honor, right, right. to have both of these parents in the in the home. It was a rarity, and a rarity, right, so to speak. Right. Um, when we know that there's there are so many different black fathers who do show up for for their families but one of the things that we tend to not talk about enough is how yes there are individuals who can have a father in their household but there is a difference between an active father and one who is absent 
either absent due to his own traumas, Mm -hmm. absent to his own demons, Mm -hmm. absent because they don't really want to be present or there might be certain things that they need to to work through. Mm -hmm. And I think in our particular case, even though we had a father who was very present, in the eyes of other people, he always showed up. He was always there. He he often represented, you know, this ideal image of what a father is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And although we were protected, although there were certain instances where we avoided certain scenarios, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, we also faced abuse and neglect and trauma. From the existing trauma that existed within our household, which allowed things like you playing the role as a father to be present. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know, there were times where I felt like I couldn't go to him and ask for things or was completely cut off financially in terms of support because number one, he ain't have it. But number two, also the reality was just like there not being enough there right. to even be able to take care of the needs of what what I what I needed as a child, what you needed as a child, right? Mm-hmm. So I definitely do recognize that in in that same breath I felt like I've also played the role as a caretaker mm-hmm. in some sort to our parents later on mm-hmm. as 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 an adult. But what I will say um leading into my roles, I wanna talk um, about being a teacher, right? Um, feeling like a savior, feeling like a protector, having to be the activist, having to be a therapist, um, ultimately adapting into these t- kinds of roles when I myself um, did not have the qualifications for them, did not have the, the, the pieces right, to the puzzle or even the the right answers. And oftentimes I felt like when I was a protector, it wasn't only for different things that, um, (laughs) different things that I saw that needed protection, but also trying to protect myself Mm -hmm. as having the role of being the scapegoat (laughs) in the family or what they call that, the black sheep, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the black sheep, often feeling like the black sheep within our, you know, immediate family. Mm -hmm. And so all of these different hats that I've held have been very complex. And I think in many ways as a grown adult, I've tried to work through what these roles have meant for me. And in particular, like, what are some roles that I want? What are some roles that I want to break free from? Mm -hmm. Um, What are some roles that I feel like define my character Mm -hmm. and who I am? Mm -hmm. So some of those things I'm working through. Um, You mentioned my caretaker. And I kind of thought about when that truly began for me. 16. I would say a little bit later. 18. Maybe 18? 18. 18 for me. Um, of course, with um, our mother's illness. Yes. In um, 08, a lot of responsibility, quote unquote, ability fell on me mm-hmm. um, with making sure certain things were all right with her. And then it slowly progressed into my early 20s, later 20s. <laughs> Hell, girl, I'm still in my 30s. 30s. And like, we're still here. 
but it's it's now even more. Um, <clears throat> dealing with her situation in 08, and yet sort of kind of you leaning on me, of course, mm-hmm. as an older sibling, you know, knowing that certain things that I was able to contribute to help you, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, and then also too with my uh, father leaning on me when certain things he couldn't, he couldn't um, take care of. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it slowly progressed because now it's almost as if I'm left out. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't have any um, backing per se from those parentals, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's, it's um, it's a challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you know they realize how much pressure, you know, we put up, we place upon ourselves mm-hmm. for these roles that. We didn't quote unquote ask for, but we were just we, we were, we were, like you said, um, unwillingly placed into those positions. Mm-hmm. So, it's a challenge. How do you, how do, how do you, <laughs> begin to separate yourself from those titles that have been placed on you, knowing everything that you've been through. Mm. you know so at this moment I'm trying to uh, drop off those quote unquote positions that I that I hold that really hasn't hasn't done me any any good it's really caused a lot of stress for me um trying to keep a, a straight face when I know that in my in my in my head and in my life there's a lot of turmoil Mhm. Mhm. So that's where I stand with that. How do how do you how do you maneuver? I I think it's hard to maneuver my roles in some instances because there are some things you have to be able to break free from by creating boundaries. And there are other roles in which you want to have, mm-hmm. right, within your life. And I think for me, being a protector is something that I I still want that role in my life mm-hmm. because I recognize that if nobody got you, you got you. Mm-hmm. And while I do have resources and, and, and a sense of community and some form of, you know, relationships with, you know, individuals or different forms of relationships rather is a better better word I also recognize that I have to protect myself because I know what doesn't feel right in my spirit and also what feels welcoming what feels safe what doesn't feel safe so I welcome that but I'm pushing away the role of being a savior and I think being a cancer you know, so people would be like, oh, I hate astrology. I hate this, that, and third. But I really do feel like I have a nurturing spirit. And I've always had a nurturing spirit. Always. And so as a cancer, sometimes we adapt into the role of wanting to save everybody. You know, just the other day I came across um, a meme of uh, a cancer. It was like... the Cancers don't see red flags. This is what they do. And it was Michael Myers, right, <laughs> with a with a knife in his hand. And the baby running up to him like, hey, like, hi. And Michael Myers just hugging and loving on him. It's like, you don't see the red signs. It's the whole fucking killer. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you're still loving on people. And I think 
And many times, like the people who have come into my life have also been people who mirrored the type of healing that I've need mm-hmm. or, or that, or the type of things that I've worked through. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I am that friend that people go to, um, well, you know, sometimes, but I feel like oftentimes I am that friend that people go to, to call, have a conversation. Girl, let me tell you about what the fuck just happened. Oh, I need some, some guidance on this. Or I need some guidance on that. And we play therapist to each other. Mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or we, we give each other insight about the things that we survived. And I think for me, I can't save everyone. Mm-hmm. I can't save the person I feel sorry for. I can't mm-hmm. save the person that, that, that I love. Mm-hmm. I can't save the, I, I can't save the inner child, uh, uh, Charlisa that is inside of me, mm-hmm. you know, that sometimes still cries out for help because I'm grown now. Mm-hmm. And those experiences I've had mm-hmm. and I have to work through mm-hmm. and I have to be able to manage my triggers and identify how I'm going to be able to walk into a a, 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 um, a, a different version of myself. Mm-hmm. But I can't protect, I can protect that, that, that little one. Right. You understand what I'm saying? So right. I think for me, it's wanting to just do away with, with certain things that I just... I'm tired. And as black women, we be saving and protecting people and saving saving entities and saving things that don't give a fuck about us, but we always put our lives on the line for other people. And when we mean lives, we mean our whole being. Yes. Okay? Your whole being, your mental and physical. When you when you have exhausted yourself, nobody that we have quote unquote help has literally <laughs> said, hey, "Hey, how are you doing?" Yes, like you know, uh, sometimes that that right there can change your whole way of how you feel mm-hmm. when somebody can truly ask you, like, "Yo, like, how are you? How how are you truly doing?" I'm just calling to check in on you, see how you doing. Right. What's your temperature like? You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 give me, you know, like, like how I am athlete mm-hmm. discussing about the different things that's. Where you stand at from a scale of one to ten, mm-hmm. you know, nobody is truly asking us that question, you know, um, except for you know, for for you know, you and I, you know, mm-hmm. you know, close close relatives that know our situation. That's really mm-hmm. like, yo, I'm just here for you guys as a confidant. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, for those people who who don't have that, mm-hmm. where where is your outlet? How are you able to vent? How are you able to re? How are you able to gain? Compo- how are you able to gain composure mm-hmm. after everything has been d- dumped and placed on you? Mm-hmm. Even with playing a father role, if a woman right now who has no quote unquote father figure in the household for her kids, she's playing the role of both. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like who is like like you know like how is she able to? You know I'm I'm, I'm not saying that what she's doing is impossible because she's because she's because she's working her ass off to make it work. Mhm. But it it is it is hard. Very hard. There is a dynamic that that shifts or or things that happen that just feels like oh, to be the single parent. Right. Nobody is supposed to be a single parent. Right. You know, and things happen. Right. But you need community, you need that village, you need right. those relationships, you need, you know, a, a foundation. Right. And I think the foundation it's also what makes us want to have these different, you know, uh, how we position ourselves in these different roles. And not only that, with the roles that we deal with in our personal lives, we take sometimes that shit into our, into our, into our work lives. Our work lives. Into our other relationships with mm-hmm. other individuals. Mm-hmm. 
So we don't even have the capacity to make room. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like you're taking on more than you can chew. And yet that has always been our MO. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it gets to the point where sometimes we take on more than we can chew to show that I'm loyal. I'm supporting you. I, I'm i a good good employee. And it's like, really, you being a good employee is you sitting the fuck back and taking a project? <laughs> no, for real. You sitting the fuck back, taking a project that you can do stellar on and amazing and not wear yourself out. Because what you're doing is you're wearing yourself out. And I need you to do less of wearing yourself out and more of weighing in <laughs> to what you need to do. You know, to feel good in your spirit. You want to be loyal? There's so many different ways to be loyal. Instead of being a yes, 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 say no and it is okay to say no because that's a full sentence and i said no because i said no and i'm gonna rest so sometimes we overdo it yeah so i i but um Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) you know just i can't with this you know what suck that is no I'm gonna make a way. Let me hear you say. I can't. Uh-uh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Stop. 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 You know, a lot of that has caused some trauma. Yes. Um, has caused some depression. Mm-hmm. Has caused some severe anxiety. Mm-hmm. Has caused some self-doubt. Yes. Has caused some um, self-esteem issues because of everything that we are tagging on. You know, you ever see that? You ever see that picture? Like, they got so many different pictures out. You ever see that picture where the, a per- the, the guy... Or the person, or the person that's holding that whole world on their shoulders. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but I'm just saying that a lot, of, a lot of us as black women, we do, we we are holding the world mm-hmm. on our shoulders, mm-hmm. and we are heavily disrespected and degraded. Yes, right. And the polit- it's like the politics of being a black woman is oftentimes that when you are born, you are given roles that you don't even want. Facts, you know, simply because. The world says you need to be this way. You need to do this. You need to do this. You know, the 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 trope of being a strong black woman. I hate that. You know, in the beginning, I used to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I also think about what that means when we break down. What it means when we no longer, when, when our body are physically, right. you, you know, <clears throat> weak. You know, and the the image of just trying to... God, of just trying to 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 keep up with the Joneses, or just I think keeping up with the Joneses is more so like you know trying to be what you're not, but more so just trying to fulfill a a role that you just an expectation of you that you have no inkling of why it's placed on you. <laughs> right? But, right? Yeah. Like we get we strong, like we get that, but right? But we all we also are fragile, right? We also are, we also break. And the reason why I said that I hate that that phrase "strong black woman," only because it's like, yo, can yes, we we can have that title, like you said, we can have that title, but can we have the space <laughs> right. and capacity to feel vulnerable when it's needed to feel vulnerable? Yes, 
you know, it, 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 it makes it seem like we are not supposed to feel that way. And then when we do show that side of us, like, what's wrong with you? Or nobody is coming to our rescue when we are there. Because we're not supposed to be there. It's, 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 it's the weirdest thing. And I've had to work through that, you know. And I know there are a lot of black women who have no problem adapting that role or, you know, saying, yeah, this is what we are. And, you know, but we don't recognize just the challenges that come with wanting to be strong, but also wanting to be free. And I will always choose freedom. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's something that I had to work through because it was a term that I used so much and then recognizing why I felt so bad sometimes when I wanted to break down or just recognize that I'm not as strong as you think, right. you know. Um, but I started unpacking it more, especially with the George Floyd protests. And there was a young black baby, a dark-skinned black woman, excuse me, a, 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 a language matters. So I'm going to say a dark-skinned young child mm-hmm. who was out in the street and carrying a sign. And there was so much passion coming from her. And everybody was like, yeah, this is okay. Like, yeah, she need to be out there doing that work. I'm like, no, the fuck she don't. Like, she need to be being a kid. But you She can recognize something's going on. Right. But I need her to be playing with Crayola. Because right now, her always having to adapt to that role. She always going to be fighting for something when she need to be being a kid. Because there were moments where we were kids and our innocence were taken from us. Yeah. This is about her innocence. This is about her being able to exist in this world. She got to wear a double veil early. Like, she got to deal with double consciousness early. Imagine what that is going to do with her. I'm not saying we can't be woke. And we can't, I'm not saying we can't teach our kids what's right. Right. But I, I do think we have to be cautious of the imagery. Yeah. And what we put on our kids. We can have discussions with them, but there are certain places that they don't need to be right now because that work is already being done by other individuals. Mm-hmm. She deserves to at least keep her peace. Because we ain't saying, y'all. We ain't saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Like you said, you know, for for us at a very early age, you know, it's <laughs> a lot of what we thought was, you know, we did have somewhat of a childhood. A piece. Yeah. I think for me, the role of wanting to be a savior also came when I would recognize that during summer, mm-hmm. summer was the most depressing time. When you had school and you had lunch, you had all of these things and you was away from the home, you didn't see. Right hear, feel, smell a lot of what was going on. Right. But when summer hit, oh, it's an off week going to summer. And it's hot as hell. Ain't no AC. Ain't no food out of them. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. It's a concoction for a hot-ass mess. Mm-hmm. And I remember sometimes I used to play with highlight magazines. I used to break them apart and create like a fake pool. Because <laughs> back then. Yeah. And like try to just have fun and explore, take my mind elsewhere. Imagination. Right. Because that that was a freedom that I had. But those type of things as like a child, you just be like, why am I, why am I curating 
like safe spaces like right now like i don't know that that's what it was right there but it's like curating safe spaces curating a vibe mm-hmm. and energy or, or or something in a space that just wasn't what it was I, I i wanted to be a savior then but i didn't have the tools i didn't have the money i didn't have the resources all i knew was that passion that i had in me that something had to give right and those were the same narratives that my mother would often go around the house saying something's got to give, something's got to give, because she was also in that role of wanting to to be a savior right. and not having those resources. Right. So, <laughs> wow, that brought back memories. Hell of a lot Child, of memories. I told you, my, my memories go... Man, listen. So I can remember, yeah, me, yeah, you know, like you said, trying to... You know, knowing from a young age that, yeah, you, yes, it, <laughs> I can't keep with the singing. Just having a match. How did you get your note out? Man, y'all can see her face, man. So annoying. So annoying. Thank you, thank you. Thank you no, thank you. you won't got, got the nerve to do the snaps. Get out of here, man. No, but, uh, <laughs> but no, no, honestly. Just knowing that, like you said, it's creating as a kid, you know, having that imagination. But as you got, like, as you get older, like that imagination be gone. <laughs> it be Sailing gone. On the river. <laughs> now there's a song that, that I think it's by you know the little TV shows that used to come on. Yeah, like we're going on a tangent, but mm-hmm. the TV shows used to come on. And late at night, they show you all of the your old records. Oh yeah, I love those commercials. Get a hundred songs on each CD. I just love those commercials. Me too. But they used to Lifetime. always have. Was it Lifetime? Yes, it was, yes. And I think there was like a old like a Johnny Cash thing. It was just like <laughs> I was like, what is going on? And that song kind of just stuck in because I was thinking about the commercial. <laughs> Long ass commercial be like twenty five. Damn, they minutes. wanted to make sure you got every piece of song that was back in your in, in your era. Yeah, that you rock too. But I tell you, I used to love those commercials. They they would have some music. I was like, yes, we need to get all these. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be young on it. Yeah, you know they're trying to sell. They're trying to sell a product. Um, <laughs> we're literally on a tangent here, but that's okay. You gonna live it anyway. Uh, but just under just understanding, you know. If we wouldn't it be something if we were all in a position where we where we're supposed to be. If you're a wife, you're a wife, caretaker, caretaker. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if you were a therapist, you were you were uh, certified to be that therapist. <laughs> um, certified, but, you know, <laughs> certified, certified. <laughs> this is a jazz song that I that I love, but I'm switching I'm switching the lyrics. But the air is so dry in here. I'm like, what the fuck? That's why I keep like. <clears throat> Yeah, remember the the toad? I mean the frog. 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 <laughs> Shrek. The funniest thing ever. But um, just I mean, just realizing, like you know, like I said, we but uh, us. <laughs> she over here just going. Oh, it's like a toad. We over here yeah. just. I mean, same shit. Seriously, <laughs> you know, it's part, it's part of it's part of the amphibian family, isn't right. that? Right. Is that, is that correct? Well, we used to do a lot of. Yeah, they are the amphibians. <laughs> okay, hold on. <laughs> toad, toad. But just realizing, you know how so many of the roles that we that we take on, it, man. Wow. So the only thing difference is these niggas' legs. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> frogs have long legs, longer than their head and body. And toads are like fat. And... Which are made for hopping. Toads, on the other hand, have uh, much shorter legs. And they're fat, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> prefer to crawl rather than hop. Frogs have smooth and somewhat slimy skin. Toes have dry and warty skin. Actually, I'm not even going <laughs> to worry about this. We'll just don't even. Maybe was. <laughs> Wait. I don't know why we're doing this right dad, now. But... Dad, a, a, uh, a he, frog. He was a frog. His, his dad was the frog. Prince Harold was born as a frog. <laughs> okay, okay. His okay. dad was a frog. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it's Fiona's people in them. Yeah, it, it, was, Fiona it, was Fiona, it was Fiona's dad. Okay, <laughs> it, was, it was Fiona, not Shrek's dad. It was Fiona's yeah, dad. Yeah, Fiona's dad. Please All don't right. mind us, people. We literally over here dying laughing so at the one scene in Shrek that we kept rewinding <laughs> when we when we first saw it. Not Prince Harold dying. We over literally over again. we yeah, he can't. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, get I said it left. We're done. <laughs> We're on a schedule. All right, let's make it back. Not ever your money, you make a strike. <laughs> Yo, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> All right, I'm done. I'm regrouped. <laughs> okay. For like playing Mario Kart. I am also regrouped. Okay. <laughs> Tears my eyes. As we go on with the conversation. Yes. Okay. So where do, where do we leave off? You were talking. Okay. Just understanding the roles as the, the roles that we have as black women. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I just I just truly wish that we didn't have so so many as we do. Yeah. Um, so many that we did not want to take on. Please. Okay. Okay. And we're damn sure ain't getting paid for. Uh, <laughs> I'm not even talking about it. Um, but, you know, we are always showing up for someone else. Mm-hmm. And I wish that when we would do that, that somebody that has been, is, is, that that's, excuse me, that's in our lives would show up for us in more ways than one. Right. You or know? that people can just take their roles. Sometimes... And I've learned this from Karis LeVay. Sometimes people have to take the role, right? Mm-hmm. And recognize what is their wheelhouse. And if that role don't fit your wheelhouse, you let go, right? So if it's a role that feels good to you, everyone should be protectors of themselves. Right. That's your wheelhouse. You know how to protect you. Mm-hmm. And for those of us who don't, we can seek therapy. Mm-hmm. They're oh, there's a lot. These roles, all of the roles that we got to take on, there's a therapist for them, mm-hmm. right? But you have to recognize what your wheelhouse is, and what is your assignment. Mm-hmm. And I think the way we look at what is our assignment mm-hmm. within the liberation movement, right? Mm-hmm. We need to take that and also look at what is our assignments for ourselves, because we can't be out here trying to save and fight the power. If we really need to be working on ourselves and making sure that we're good, because then we're no good to the movement. Right. I agree. So, with wrapping 
this up, I think. I think I think we did. Yeah, yeah. I think we I think we did pretty good. We did pretty We're good. wrapping this up. We could go into the happy feeling segment and yes. just talk about what is making us feel happy before we have a moment of reflection on, you know, some takeaways and some things to think about. Much needed. All right now. Happy feeling. Say it again, say it again. <laughs> say it again. Happy feeling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Spread it all over the world. <laughs> so, say, I thought they're not going to be like, so what are going to do? Everything. Quit deep in my soul. Y'all gonna choose a different part of the sun sick episode. No. No. It, but, sometimes it'll be more confident exactly, as it just ain't exactly. happy. But feelings. at this moment we're we're having a lit a lit time. So <laughs> I mean I I just think we're very we ate a lot of sugary products. Yes, we and did. We're but probably it's very fun though. Cranky and tired it's okay. and it's okay. hungry. It's all right. It's a little late. But we <laughs> love Frankie Beverly and Maze. Hello. We do, we do. Grew up on it. So what is making you feel happy this week? What are some things that you are happy about looking forward to that's something that brought you inspiration just name something i have truly been able to get away and clear my head let's get away i'm not gonna do anything with you this time okay. but um i've literally okay. been able to <laughs> i've literally been able to clear my head and spend time with you Mm-hmm. And that has made me um, happy because it's been a minute. Um, you know, I have come to your neck of the woods, and I love it. <laughs> the neck of the woods. You do that I almost, I almost bust there. out into the neck of the woods. No. Okay. Uh, I'm glad. Okay. <laughs> Just don't. Okay. We're done. We're done. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. As uh, she, you know, two steps with her shoulders over um, across from me. But for me... What has bought me happy feelings is the same thing. You know, I think um, moving away from home and trying to get your life together is very challenging, especially when your life never seems to really be <laughs> getting it together. I mean, it's getting there and then it just falls apart again. You just got to get there and it falls back. It's just like, damn, like, is this what being an adult, uh, an adult is? Man, I don't know about you, but you know how I, I know when I was a kid, I used to ha- I used to always play with a deck of uh, cards. Okay, I don't know how to play spades, but I'm talking. About, I used to always use the cards to build. Yeah. And yet, you know, if you flip the card one way, and yet it ain't holding that <laughs> that 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 uh, foundation, that down. foundation is not holding up. It'll crumble. Everything will fall fall down. Everything will fall down. Um. Yeah. But just truly, like I said, just being able to be here with you. And like you said, vice versa, the same exact thing. <laughs> but you didn't let me finish. Okay, go ahead and finish. Okay. Being here and trying to build is, it's, it can be challenging when you're doing everything from scratch. But what I will say is having support and having people who tap in and who do visit you and who don't forget you. And, you know, it, it makes things a lot less lonely. And so for me, I'm very grateful to have you here, not only because, you know, we're celebrating, we're having good times, it feels like a holiday all over again, but because it just lets me know that I'm not alone. And I think sometimes people just need that reassurance. Right. 
Yeah, so that's how I feel from deep in my soul. Look at me, I go And we're walking. And we're talking. The final takeaway for you know our, our, our politicking segment. What is a piece of advice we can give away to those who are taking on roles that they don't necessarily want or are trying to find <clears throat> their roles? Find truly what you can let go. Find truly what you can let go. Mm-hmm. I know some roles we won't be able to uh, get rid of as easily as others. Mm-hmm. But find what truly, if it ain't, if, if it's not necessarily benefiting you at that moment in time, let it go. Let it go. Like Keisha go. Let it go. Because I mean, I mean that's the hardest thing. But yeah, if it's if it's weighing you, if it's adding more weight to you, just just try to let it go. Whatever that role may be, if it's not that important to you, mm. what mm. Would, what would be your takeaway? In the words of Whitley Gilbert, relax, relate, release, <laughs> and that's that. And that's that. <laughs>